Jess for Clicking Play on the Sisters in Skincare podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Rachel. And we ask enthusiasts, which is to say, big disclaimer, we're merely people who love talking about skincare and investigating it for our own personal use. None of this is advice. Please do your own research and don't take what we say as gospel. <laughs> that sounded like a really official disclaimer, didn't it? It really did. <laughs> In the... um. In season two, we are discussing various different steps of your face face routine or your skincare routine. So episode one, we did cleansers, then we did masks, we did acids and hydrating toners. Then we've done the tr- different kinds of treatments and peptides and vitamins and all that sort of stuff. And this week, we're moving on to eye creams, oils and moisturizers. And so we'll discuss order later on, but this is meant to vaguely... Uh, be in the same order as your skincare routine uh, per per episode so hopefully that's clear as mud (laughs) (laughs) so we're going to kick off with oils I love an oil spoiler alert I'm going to me too Um, yeah they're they're a bit contentious but we'll discuss that but before then let's do a little bit of a history lesson it's been a while (laughs) since we had one of these right (laughs) yeah uh, from burial sites and hieroglyphics, archaeologists have determined that ancient Egyptians used a variety of plant-based oils, inc- including castor, olive and sesame oil. Apparently Cleopatra loved a bit of olive and sesame oils. She, she's clearly like the J-Lo of her time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a pin in that, but we do need to discuss the fact that she says olive oil is what she's been using and definitely no tweakments oh yeah yeah yeah. anyway um uh, obviously in those days back in the day people rarely lived past the age of 40 so they can't really be have been using it to look great when they were 80 years old (laughs) but on the flip side they were these are very hot countries and they were in the sun most of the day and therefore the damage from the sun and sand was still considered undesirable which is why they put oils on The damage from the sand and sun was still was treated with fenugreek, which I've never heard of, and moringa oils, which boost circulation and deliver antioxidants. Oils are so valuable in ancient Egypt that records suggest they may have even been used as a form of payment for labour. So you didn't get paid 20 quid to go and drag a bit of stone up a pyramid. You got a bit of um, fenugreek oil instead. Oh, for some reason I've heard of that oil, but I can't think why. Oh, I've never heard of it. Well, I don't know what, in in what context. That's a bit bizarre. <laughs> I did find quite a funny uh, story about an over-oiling. Um, one female pharaoh whose name I'm going to butcher, Hatshepsut, who suffered from a severe dermatological condition. She may have caused her own premature death by slathering herself in a proprietary concoction of palm and nutmeg oils with super carcinogenic benzoprene. Benzoprene? It's a kind of tar, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, she might have been the first victim of, in inverted brackets, non-clean ingredients in her skincare. So, yeah, it wasn't the actual oils that killed her. It's what she mixed it with. And then, yeah. So I do love a facial oil. I wasn't always a facial oil convert. 
Mm. I think Rach, you and I have talked numerous times on this podcast about having oily in inverted commas skin. Mm. Um, The teen me or 23 year old me would have been horrified at the idea of slathering an oil on your face today. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it, what we do now that we wouldn't have done. insane do you remember when you first tried an oil in your skincare now you're asking um i'll tell my story if you want to have a think about it first yeah yeah so i don't know why this stands out to me i think because the idea of putting an oil on my face was so horrific and this is Mm. why i remember this stuff it was the ordinary rosehip oil that i first tried Mm. and I don't know why I bought it, you know, but like everything with the ordinary when you're starting out, you just buy everything, right? Just try it. (laughs) And um, I put it on my face at night and I was like, okay. And then probably read a little bit in bed or whatever. And it still like sat on my face Mm. and I didn't love that feeling. Um, So I think at that point I had heard or read or something that if your oil doesn't sink in, you put moisturiser over it and it will sort of, not dissolve it, but it it will help. Mm. So I had the night cream from, oh, you, you love it, Rach, the nice and mighty one from Formula Marcus Absolute That's Sleep it. Cream. I had a, a tiny bit of that. I think it was mm. from a probably the um, advent calendar. Put that over it. And then when the moisturiser sank in, it seemed to take the oil with it. Scientifically, mm. I know that's not what's happening. Okay, I do understand that. Don't at me. <laughs> but it is like that's what. It, <laughs> but it, it kind of. It I helps. know what you mean because that might, it feels like that to me as well. It, was, it is almost like you put the moisturiser on and it kind of pushes it through. Yeah. Like, that's what it feels like anyway. Like yeah. say scientifically, whatever. But that's what <laughs> yeah. it feels like um and then i woke up the next morning i was like oh bouncy <laughs> soft skin at this point i was probably age-wise i'd have to guess 30 early 30s i couldn't tell you for sure but early 30s, I was like, oh soft bouncy skin this is a good thing and carried on doing it loved it um so yeah that's that's the first time i used an oil then i think do you know Do what you i'm thinking any- I'm thinking that that's probably the same for me as the the Ordinary's rosehip oil. And in terms of wearing a moisturiser over the top, that was probably something that you told me about. And then I started doing because um, I do. Your two biggest influences are Caroline Hirons and Jess. Do you know what? The <laughs> amount of times when on my stories I've had to put hashtag Caroline Hirons made me do it. Hashtag Skinster story made me do it. <laughs> Just for, you know, because you, you've both influenced me. But um yeah, I, so that's why I'm saying I know what you mean about the, the cream sort of seems to help mm. it absorb because there's you don't have any any kind of feeling left on your skin um, after using both. But I think, it, it, bizarrely, I also think that um, perhaps like if I, it, it, I've got nothing against using rosehip oil now, but I'm just using other things. But if mm. I was to use the rosehip oil now, I kind of think it's, it, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm using the dermatica or something, but it kind of sinks in better than it used to. Well, on that topic, I watched a video by a YouTuber called Stephanie Nicole. I can't remember her name, but she's uh, like her real name. 
don't know what you call it somebody's youtube name or real name whatever <laughs> um but yeah and she did i think it was mostly in terms of the sunday riley oils which she was advocating mm. i don't think it was an ad and she's very good about disclosures so mm. uh, she's not one of those oh it's an ad but it's not really an ad kind of yeah things. yeah um but yeah, so she sort of explained that if your skin's not used to having oil on it, it doesn't know what to do with it. But the more you use it, the more it's like, oh, Hi. oh, that's I can expect that. And now I can pull it in and deal with it. Oh, um, that's interesting. So, again, I don't know what her scientific background is. I don't mm. think she's a derm, but I think she has worked in the industry for a long time. Mm. So, but I kind of thought that made sense to me. So I believed her. Yeah. Sense. <laughs> well, it's good food for thought anyway, which is... You know, it's no different to what we're kind of doing, really, is it? Is we're just yeah. kind of putting out there a bit of food. Yeah. The more you, you use know, it, the more it, it sinks in. And now, certainly, that the oils I'm using now, which mm. I, I do have a rosehip oil in my stash, I could mm. use it. Um, I think it would sink in. It's still not like I put it on my face and it's gone. Mm. Uh, I do have to wait 15, 20 minutes. Um, but then yeah. I don't. I don't know about you, but do you ever find that perhaps we use, because especially with rosehip oil, like say being so affordable that we kind of, you know, if that, if that was some kind of luxury brand oil mm. and w- would you perhaps use like literally two drops, therapist swipe as Caroline would say, and then sort of apply it to your face because you only want to use a little bit of it knowing that it would probably do still quite a lot, but because it's an affordable oil I've, I don't know about you but I maybe I kind of don't really care how many drops I'm using so I just kind of slap it on and oh look you know I love how you're talking as if you use it in drops as if I would use it in drops I use it in pipettes full <laughs> that's, well that's what I mean but you wouldn't if you had like I don't know let, let's for example say votary seed oil which we know is is um, which I have tried yeah yeah but it's it's you know that's it's very expensive mm. so if you um uh, you wouldn't use that by the pipetful presumably you would yeah perhaps drop it a little bit more cautiously and I'm wondering if maybe we're overusing the amount if you know what I mean because we're kind of going yeah let's just chuck it all on swipe it round, and then rub it in yeah, because it's a nice uh, this is the thing with a lot of the products that we use isn't it it's like I could say to someone oh I do 10 steps on my skincare routine and they'll go what what the <laughs> hell are you doing to it's like yeah but I enjoy skincare yeah. and is it you know do you kind of think right it's cheap oil whole pipette full you know nice little facial massage and whatever to yeah I I also think the the smell helps like Mm. for example um a couple of the oils I'll talk about in a second but if they smell nice then I'm almost tempted to put less on because I still get the smell yeah yeah. It's a weird thing, but like a rosehip oil doesn't smell of anything, as far as I no. remember. Some people don't like the smell, but it's very just, it just is what it is. It's just a natural oil smell, yeah. which actually a good oil will so, smell like that. Because it's not like a hold it over your nose, oh, I love the smell of this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's kind of a just put it on your face and get over it. Not get over, mm. over and done with, but you know what mm. I mean. Yeah. Um. So... Obviously, there are people who have concerns about putting oil on their face. And most places that I found w- won't generally, and there are exceptions, uh, talk about using oil if you've got blemish prone or very oily skin. Mm. There are some oils like the, I think it's the UFO by Sunday Riley that is made for blemish prone skin. Oh, okay. Um, and obviously, there's anything with tea tree, which just makes me shudder. <laughs> to use on my face but you know it's oh god I use tea tree so much yep 
<laughs> done that. Um, yeah, but you know that is an oil that is okay or is used for blemish prone skin, but mm. mostly experts don't agree that or don't think that uh, you know mm. using it on very oily or blemish prone skin is, is a good thing. Mm. Um, so the thing with the face oil is that it's not a humectant and it can't actually hydrate the skin. Mm. What it actually is, is fatty acid molecules that make up an oil and they're too big to, sh- to sink into the skin most of the time. Again, some there are exceptions to every rule. And somebody can make an oil that does that. It's just about the science that does it, really. Mm. Any oil is hydrophobic, including the oil on your face product, which means that they will keep water from escaping. So that's essentially what, at a very basic level, what putting an oil in your face will do, will stop yeah. water coming out of it. Mm. Different oils have different other benefits, like antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, anti redness, anti-whatever, they have all these different other things. But essentially the point of putting an oil in on is to keep the water in. And also that's kind of, um, sorry to jump in there, but that's yeah. kind of also like what we were saying, I think was it in, in last the last episode about, you know, because the skin is made up of fatty acids and, and you know, you actually, you need a good balance of oil and water in the skin yeah. um, for, for this healthy looking skin. Um, and in using an oil and keeping the um, the water in, what we were saying about skin being dehydrated, even if you're oily, you know, you can still have dehydrated skin. So by using an oil, you're keeping, like you're saying, the water in yeah. your skin. So therefore yeah. you're, you're helping your skin from becoming or preventing your skin from becoming dehydrated um, as well, which is, you know, yeah. a major thing. Carrying on that metaphor is... Yeah, so if you think of your skin as the brick wall, it's got your lipids and fats and oils and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just putting a la- layer over that keeps it all together. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but it's but it's funny because like literally go back, I don't know, let's just say ten years because I would say that I started getting into skincare probably or like more into skincare in the last sort of seven or eight years. Um, so yeah. you go back before that and it's like an oil. It was like, no way. Like everything, I would go down mm. every route possible to make sure that everything was oil-free, mattifying. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All, it's all almost like anti-oil, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But the reality is, had I known then what I know now, I would have used oils, mm. you know, even when my skin was a lot oilier because it they help, you know, some oils help to balance the oil out because if you're stripping your skin of the oils, you know, using harsh cleansers or whatever, then your your skin's going to freak out and overproduce oil so yeah. adding an oil in helps your skin go okay no i've sh- got what i need i'm good yeah yeah and it, it helps you know that, that's why when people stop using um I, oh, do you know what i was going to say i won't name brands but that's what we do in this podcast but <laughs> you know clearasil or anything out you know stripping yeah. as, such as clearasil very alcohol very you know sort of harsh products when people, I, people I would say, say any product that's got 14 skin on it Mm. I wouldn't touch with a barge pole anymore. No, now, it's a just huge generalisation, and mm. there are actually relatively okay teen products. But if 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 you're over 35 and you used it as a teen for acne, <laughs> it's not good for your skin, mm. generally. Yeah, right? they, yeah things, things have got a lot better now. Um, but that's because we were kind of told, I suppose, that, uh, you know, certainly by brands and things, you know, accounters, mm-hmm. that you, the way to settle the oil is to use these purifying cleansers and stripping yeah. cleansers and whatever. 
And what you don't realise you're doing is stripping everything out of your skin. And I used to avoid moisturisers anyway, because I thought mm. the moisturisers did the same thing and, and you would, would leave me oily. Um, but actually, the reality was that I was stripping my skin. I was, you know, leaving my skin without this oil in it. So obviously it was going to be um, unprotected as well. So yeah. you've got yeah. all, all external factors going on there. Um, so I think, yeah, I would have used oils a lot sooner um, had I have known that it was yeah. going to help to balance it out because yeah if you balance the skin then the skin's mm. going to be happier <laughs> and they just feel lovely and yeah. I mean you can get some fairly joyless one we've already mentioned the votary one I don't mm. know what the price is but I know it's very expensive but it's joyless mm. I'm sure it's really good I used it on a flight mm-hmm. um, because I thought perfect time to seal in some moisture yeah using a super expensive thing it's obviously <laughs> just a, it's obviously just a sample didn't buy it and Jeez. you've got a bougie going on a plane <laughs> yeah i was in uh premium economy that was <laughs> so therefore i must got a use bougie skincare routine <laughs> 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 yeah. but yeah so i mean it's fairly joyless mm. but i imagine because it's probably not got any essential oils or anything like that that smells nice in it that it's really good for people with sensitive skin um yeah. or people who react to things like that so mm. whereas i like my oil to be be an experience I want to smell it <laughs> uh, and that does mean it will have potentially irritating ingredients in it mm. it is what it is isn't it yeah. <laughs> Sorry. but don't forget what were you what what was your little nickname from Caroline Hirons when we met her <laughs> Leatherface or something. Leatherface. So realistically, <laughs> it doesn't matter what that oil's got in it, it's not gonna it's not actually gonna cause you any problems really, is it? <laughs> I'm not sure if I like the name or not, I'll be brutally honest. <laughs> yes, I haven't reacted to Tret. That's mm. why she called me that just for, yeah. for those of you who weren't there, which is everyone who's <laughs> not Rachel or me. Um but... <laughs> And it will stick with us. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the sciences I'm going to get with oils, really, because, like I may have alluded to, <laughs> I've tried a lot of oils and I have loved <laughs> a lot of oils. So I'm just going to quickly go through them mm-hmm. with a yes or no. And Rach, if you've tried them, you can jump in as well. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll go with Votary Super Seed Facial Oil. It did its job. It was very joyless. Mm-hmm. It's too expensive for my budget, but I wouldn't buy it anyway. Yeah, I basically would agree with that. It, it's an oil and you can get cheaper ones. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a bit unfair. I don't know. I'm sure, yeah, maybe there's some sort of like way to hear what's on my want to try list. It might be on yours as well. But mm. uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know. Just no. <laughs> I've got oils that I like just as much that are still expensive, but not as expensive as that. So. Mm-hmm. Another one I know you've tried is Zellen's Z22. Mm-hmm. Again, it was fine. It wasn't £70 fine. <laughs> I did go through two bottles of it because I got one because the pump on mine wasn't working, the first one. Of course, yeah. yeah. I've just finished the second it. bottle. I'm cheap. <laughs> I'll say that about myself. <laughs> well, I'll talk about some expensive ones that I do also like, but uh, I haven't used it yet, but we obviously bought it recently. Is the Power D oil? Rachel, oh, yeah, you tried I that? used it the other day. Yeah. I mean, I've used it um, 
Did you not use? Oh, you no, you didn't use it before, did you? I got it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one, again one of the Caroline Hirons boxes. I think she did it with Cult Beauty, perhaps. Yes, I think, I I think saw you got the Space NK one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, so yeah, I think it was the Cult Beauty box, but it was in there. It was a full size, um, so basically 125 pound uh, oil. But that's yeah, yeah, it's um, that's more of a kind of. I don't know if I'd, if I'd say like oil serum, maybe. Mm, okay. I think. Maybe it is more. I don't know. Because um, it's a treatment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a treatment. But I think it's an. If you were doing it in steps, it would go on after other things, wouldn't it? Like, as mm. in, like it, at the point you would probably do an oil. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. This one I don't think you've tried is the Jane Scrivener Balance Nourish Facial Oil. No, I've not tried that one. Um. This one is really nice. I liked it because it was in a pump container, so mm-hmm. you weren't opening it all the time, which is really great. Not a, a lot of the other stuff is fine, and I just felt like it was a nice um, container to use. I won it on one of those, if you comment on an Instagram post, and then they randomly pick the mm. winner kind of thing, so I didn't mm. buy it, but I've just looked up the price. It's £29. Oh, right. That's a pretty good price. I'd still have to think twice about ordering something for 30 quid, Mm-mm. but actually in the 70 quid for Zellens and whatever virtue costs, it's not actually that expensive. I still, that would make me think twice, but I may still purchase it again. It's mm. good. Sunday Riley CEO Glow. I got it in the... Yeah, I've not used that one. Minted Sunday Riley box. You know, they mm. did one with a couple mm. of Sunday Riley products. Yeah. Used it, liked it, wouldn't pay full price for it. Mm. Um, yeah. Now, the next one I know that we have tried, we have both tried, is the Magic Organic Apothecary Aphrodite Oil. I really like that. <laughs> it is really nice. Yeah. Do you remember how much it is? I haven't looked it up. I, can I think it, it was about 18, 20 pounds, something like that. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably the topper. Ooh. It's twenty pound on no, it's twenty six pound on Amazon. Oh, is it? Twenty six pound on other things. So yeah, maybe the price has gone up since we last mm. bought it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's lovely. It's 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 what I would like as an experience oil. It smells nice to use, mm. and it feels nice on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd agree. Yeah, I think if I had to pick. If I was only allowed to use one oil for the rest of my life, it would be that. Mm. I would really hope never to be put in that situation, but I think it would be that one. Mm. I've also had a small, like, what do you call them, deluxe sample of the Biosense squalene oil. Yeah, I've not tried that, but... I took that to South Africa because it was a small size and it was a plastic container and it was in a pump and all the things you like about taking skincare overseas. Mm. Um, And that was really nice. Mm. Is it massively different from the ordinary squalene? No. Mm. I, I imagine formulatically, formulatory, I don't know how to say that word. It's probably vastly superior given the, the difference in price. Mm. But as a user, it's no different. Mm. But squalene's nice, so we always like that. Yeah. Sunday Riley Luna? Mm. I think, did I try, did you lend me yours to yeah. try? Yeah. 
Um, you didn't like th- it, but that was before you discovered oils, wasn't it? Yeah, see, see, that's what I was just <laughs> going to say. I've got a feeling that I didn't like it because of the the whole, you know, I don't like oil, sit, you know, being yeah, on the yeah. top of my skin. But yeah, I wonder if I tried it now, if I would think differently about it. <laughs> For anyone who's thinking of trying it, it is a retinol-ish oil, so um, it's a good way to start a retinol because mm. if it's in oil, it won't go too far into your skin, so it won't get you. It won't irritate you very much. Mm. But, yeah, it was good. I liked it. And the blue tinge just makes it interesting to use as well, even though yeah. it's mostly colouring that's actually doing that. Mm. Right, I'll just reel quickly through the ordinary versions because I think we've all tried a lot of them. So we've already mentioned yeah. the rosehip seed oil. Yeah, um, that's a good anti-aging one, isn't it? Yes, because it's vitamin A. Is ro- Rosehip is essentially vitamin A, which, as mm. I'm sure you know from our podcast, is the retinol. <laughs> Then this is the best one. We'll have to see if Rachel will agree to put her face on our Instagram page. (laughs) (laughs) The ordinary sea buckthorn. It is the sea buckthorn, isn't it? Do you know what? It's like Uh, super orange. Like yeah. Like and the thing is, I don't really read instructions. (laughs) If the Simpsons was orange instead of yellow, that's what you would look like if you put this on your face. But I look like I was about to say. I look, I looked like I'd stuck my face in a bowl of Watsits. Yes. <laughs> That's literally what I look like. But I don't follow, I don't, this is my problem. I generally don't really read instructions unless it's on something oil, active. Because, yeah. like, you just think, it's, it's an oil, an I put oil. it on my face. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's, you know, like I say, if it's my dermatica or if it's an acid or, you know, any other you know, really mm. active treatment. I want to know where exactly I'm putting it in my routine, if I need it morning or night, how many drops I need or how many pumps I need, you know, what I should use before or after. I, When it comes to an oil, I'm just like, yeah, slap it on. Yeah. But that's what I did. <laughs> I looked like I'd stuck my head in a bowl of what's-its. And, um, yeah, it made for great entertainment um, amongst uh, as moderators of the yes. chat room on Facebook, and then it's made the photo has made an appearance in the chat room as well when people yes. ask, you know, oh, is my face meant to look this colour? And I'm like, well, <laughs> no, but I'm I'm guessing just. But just you're not the only one who's done you, that. Yeah, you you know you've not read the instructions, and I can tell you why you've not read the instructions because I didn't read the instructions, and this is what I look like. So um, yeah, I I'm I'm definitely well experienced to say to somebody you've not read the instructions <laughs> when they <laughs> when they put a picture up of their very orange looking face no you are meant to mix with another oil or with a moisturizer and when I did that yes that it has still got the slight orange tinge to it mm. but nothing like what I was neat <laughs> I mean I, I didn't see any magical effects from it particularly no it was just a nice oil it felt nice blah 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 etc yeah. but equally if it's doing its job of keeping the moisture in your skin exactly you know are you going to see any magical benefits no, if you no, know what i mean no. and uh, uh, i think most of the ordinary ones are very basic oils they don't like have they don't smell amazing and they don't like that sort of like spa experience but they they do what they say on the tin kind of mm. thing Others is the Borage seed oil. I didn't like the smell of that one from memory. I, don't I think, think I've got that it. and I don't think I've opened it. I know mm. I've got one oil by the ordinary that I haven't opened yet. Uh, then the chia seed. And then I did also try the Marula oil from oh, yeah. the ordinary. Mm-hmm. 
That was nice. I liked mm. it. I think Marula is supposed to be for more drier skins. Mm. So I think I used it when I was feeling a little bit dry. Did did like it. Mm. Uh, and the squalene, the ordinary version, as I've already alluded to when we were talking about the Biosense one. Mm-hmm. And then Hemi squalene, which is like a thinner squalene, which I mm. don't use on my face, I use on my hair. Yeah, that's the one I think I've got for my hair as well. I keep forgetting I've got it, actually. So I, I put it in I a spray bottle and spray it onto my hair. But only do it on wet hair because otherwise your hair looks greasy. Mm. Um, right, not much more to go, I promised. <laughs> the, I think in terms of the oils, I love the the one I talked about, the MOA Aphrodite oil. Mm-hmm. This, however, is a close second. It's mm. the Aurelia Cell Repair Night Oil. Okay. Now. I don't know if this has got anything good in it, but I absolutely love, love the smell. Mm. I mean, I think what it is, is it's neroli, lavender, rose and mandarin, which all sound like scary, horrible things that they're going to kill your skin, actually, now that I'm reading that. Mm. Um, But hopefully that's not what it does. But I love the smell of neroli. Mm. So I have the This Works Candle in neroli as well and okay so i think it's the neroli that i absolutely love so i Mm. would that's why it's like second because i'm not actually sure what it's doing but the smell oh i love that i mean i like put it on my hands and just like take a deep breath in before it goes on my face Mm. um then i the one i'm using at the moment which i got i think it was on like new year's sales also from aurelia the balance and glow day oil this is mm. jasmine plumeria, tuberose, and mandarin. Nice. And it's very nice. It's it's not as like, oh, my gosh, amazing as the night one. Mm. But it does smell very nice, and I do like using it. I use that in the morning mm. um, because working from home, obviously, I take about an hour to do my skincare in the morning because all my products are on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> so I wash my face upstairs, and I come downstairs, and then I put products on every few minutes and this is a nice one to put on leave on and then add a moisturizer later mm. clarins plant gold i don't know if we should count this as a um i count it as a an oil slash moisturizer yeah thing I, I it's the for me that's the end of my routine if yeah I've, i think it maybe you know. if you're not into having 25 different thousand products per routine mm. that's a good way to get in oil and moisturizer definitely in one product and yeah. again as in when the world opens up it's a plastic bottle so it's good for travel mm-hmm. um it's one product that one bottle that is two products essentially which is really nice i like mm. that and also it even though the double serum from clarins is an oil and um water it, they both work really well together as well. Mm, mm. So you've got the oil and water, and then you've got the oil and lotion. Um, and I love that combination. Yeah. So. I'd say it's definitely more of a day thing. It wouldn't be enough moisturiser for me for a night cream oh, oh really? kind of thing. No, I, I, would, I would either use it at night, but then I'd put something additional over it. Mm, mm. Um, I prefer more to my moisturizer i want to still feel it on my face when i get into bed okay that makes sense yeah yes uh right so any others that you've tried um i don't think so i think you've covered 
every oil on the market (laughs) yes i know because when you were when you when you mentioned earlier you were like oh i've got i've you know did you count them down there's like 20 oils or something i was like i have (laughs) two jess i have two (laughs) oh i did forget to mention the herbivore phoenix oil which we were talking about before we started recording this podcast yeah um yeah not worth the price but fine usage (laughs) Mm. uh on my want to try list i have Two that I'm realistically going to try and one that is an aspirational try. (laughs) (laughs) The two that I have are both Beauty Pie. There's a Plantastic Overnight Miracle Face Oil and there's a Super Healthy Skin Sleep Oil. So both of those are within what I would count as an acceptable price range. Mm. Um, Definitely not going to buy it, but maybe (laughs) if I got a sample of it is... Bintner's Daughter Active Botanical Serum. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yep. I even wrote the price well. down for myself here. Mm. £175 ouch. from Cult Beauty. Ouch, 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 ouch. If I'm, if I'm begrudging Zelen 70 quid for an oil, there's no way I'm spending 175 <laughs> on an oil. But you wouldn't say no if you were given it, that's for sure. Hell no. And I would definitely put it on my face <laughs> if I got a sample or even, you know, and mm. it, yeah. It, it, I just want to see what the hype is. I mm. mean, I can't understand any product would be worth £175. I just can't. And that's why I want to try it. Not because, I think <laughs> Not because of what's in it and what it does or anything. No. I just want to try it. One, uh, one day there's got to be a product that I'm going to go, Yes. Mm. that's worth the stupid ass price tag even like <laughs> is it the Sisley products are really expensive mm. I've had samples of them and I'm like yeah it's nice it's not life changing though <laughs> but yeah mm. um, so that's oils basically mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more information about the different types of oils and the difference between a plant based oil and a synthetic oil that we should have really gone into but to be honest, we do this podcast on stuff that we like looking at, and I just wasn't in that kind of mood today. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of oils out there, and they are suitable for, you know, different skin types. So, you know, if you're not sure what oil to use, literally just, just you know, make sure you know what your skin type is and and go from there. I think that's it for oils for me. I'm sure there are more that I've tried that I haven't thought of, but... <laughs> You know, this this podcast can only be a certain number of minutes. And, exactly. Um, yeah, we do have other topics to talk about today, so let's let's move on. I think my kid's Christmas wish list is probably shorter than your oils I've used for the list, <laughs> that's for sure. My oils wish list is shorter, though, so that's okay. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> well, basically, moving on, obviously, from oils um, is moisturiser. Now, uh, you know, obviously, oil, moisturiser do you use them together do you use them you know one before the other do you have to use both Uh, you know are all questions that people ask I guess um but in in the grand tradition of the internet we have seen so many let's be let's be nice and call them disagreements (laughs) between people about which order you should use them in oil then moisturizer moisturizer and oil yeah and realistically 
I mean, I, you know, I've got Caroline Hiron's book. I will kind of quote what she says. But, you know, she does say that scientifically the molecules for oils are bigger than those for the moisturiser. But for the sake of not having, you know, oil on your skin and, and if you want to do makeup, then you're going to want, you know, the moisturiser to be last. And it's not going to do any harm being that way around. And, you know, having the moisturiser last will seal in the oil or, you know, like I use oil serums, for example. It's just mm. going to seal it in. I think that's I saw, what moisturisers do. I think I saw, um, and again, a r- rubbish researcher here. I'm sure there was a kind of Stephen post. And we've talked about kind of Stephen before on this. He's like a pharmacological formulator person, actual mm. scientist. Let's go with that. Yeah, proper skincare um, scientist. Who's, who did jump in on this discussion. And I'm sure he said something like, in a lab condition, if you were to put an oil than a moisturizer then the moisturizer doesn't get through the oil because you'd be very scientific about how you were applying it in terms Mm. of like it would be a full unbroken layer and then there would be the moisturizer on top etc but on your face Mm. things sink in or don't sink in or you miss a spot or whatever and things Mm. mix together on your face so actually on your face it doesn't make a difference which which order you do but scientifically it should be moisturiser, then oil, but that's not a real life. That's like a lab conditions only kind of thing. A bit yeah. like when you get your um, average MPG from your car. Has anyone ever actually hit the MPG that's advertised <laughs> for their car? No. And therefore not. it's just some scientific figure that they did in some lab conditions. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. You know, like say if you want to wear makeup, but you want to use an oil in your routine, you're going to need something between the oil and the makeup. Mm. So that's where you, your moisturiser will come in, um, you know, speaking from a, a makeup type of perspective. Um, but essentially, moisturiser is your last step pre-SPF. So obviously, we'll talk about SPF in another podcast. Um, but moisturiser is your, I kind of class moisturiser as my, my final layer. Yeah. And then SPF is my, if I'm leaving the house. So SPF is still vital. And either way, that is still a very much a skincare routine thing to do but just as a you know especially in lockdown if I'm just staying in the house and I'm not sitting in the window then moisturizer is my top layer yeah and so at night obviously before you and, sleep that's the yeah, final and step at night isn't it? Is the, it is the final step yeah and like you were saying you know if if moisturizer didn't um, do anything once you've used an oil then why was our skin feeling sort of relatively normal after we'd applied the sleep cream over and yeah. oil? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. But anyway, so that's just that's just where we see it anyway, how we see it anyway. Um but with your moisturizer, you're basically sealing everything in. Um so it acts to protect your it protect your skin, but also keep all the goodies that you've used, you know, your serums in your skin, keep it locked in. Mm. Um so what you're aiming to do during the day full stop with your routine is to protect your skin and then at night you're looking to repair so when it comes to moisturizers obviously your sort of go-to is natural moisturizing practice isn't it from the ordinary yeah which is what five pounds something yes ish ish, something like that now when it comes to your moisturizer it doesn't have to be an all singing all dancing containing absolutely everything 100 and whatever pounds moisturizer because if you've used you know different 
whatever serums i mean there's so many serums i can't even think but yeah you know, if, if you've used decent ingredients in your the rest of your routine in the core part of your routine your moisturizer can be as basic as you like i mean obviously when you get to you know uh, maybe uh, yeah our age do yeah. you think and and older um you're going to want perhaps something that's boosted you know ceramides or whatever like we were talking about last week um but you don't you know especially if you've got younger skin you definitely don't need an all singing all dancing moisturizer you need to look at what you're using beforehand because like I say for for the moisturizer that's going to seal everything in so if you've just quickly washed your face and done chucked your moisturizer on you kind of need to look at what you were doing in between that in terms of goodness for your face for your skin if that makes sense does that make any sense yeah I mean I think if you I like the simple moisturizer because I use 25 other serums yeah. in between the washing and the moisturizer yeah um, so and I don't want those, something you definitely to, don't need something yeah I don't want anything to conflict as well the other thing like for example when Rach when you use Tret mm. you don't want to use a moisturizer that's also then got say an acid or an irritating ingredient in it mm. over and above the trip you want just something basic to put on that you know isn't going to conflict with anything yeah. maybe if you're like a more simple skincare routine kind of girl or guy um then you you want to get the all singing all dancing moisturizer because you can't be asked for all the serum stuff yeah yeah <laughs> basically yeah. um again i'm quoting Caroline Hirons here a lot because I think the way she talks about your the way you lay your skincare is actually you know you can relate to it um and she says that basically moisturizer you know when you look at price wise you've got to look at the fact that it's for hydration and protection it's not second coming of Jesus <laughs> so morning evening moisturizers two different things because they're designed to do two different things like say in the morning you're, you're prob- probably going to want something a bit lighter um again especially if you're wearing makeup you'll, you'll want something lighter and then in the evening something perhaps more nourishing um something um like what we've said the formula absolute sleep cream which is quite a thick cream and it's certainly not something you would wear under makeup moisturizers day or evening i mean i suppose for arguments that you could use the same one morning and night for budget reasons or i have i have used wanted to nmf for both because i use different yeah that's um, true like serums and stuff in between yeah. or maybe I'll use an oil before or after putting an MS on mm-hmm. in the at night and I wouldn't do that I have done that but maybe that day I don't do it during the day you know so the mm-hmm. stuff that comes before the moisturizer might be different but I mean it does a lot of uh, moisturizers obviously say you know apply am and or pm or whatever don't they yeah um but realistically you know like personally i you i would use a, a lighter moisturizer during the day because i want to use makeup or i want to apply spf and then i'd use something thicker at night um because i've not got to use other things over the top so it really doesn't matter if i've got a layer of something over my skin um because i don't need to be putting anything else on top um but essentially when you're looking for your moisturizer in the morning you want to protect your skin and in the evening you want to treat and repair your skin I mean there is kind of a a, a myth that your skin sort of sleeps or breathes or this or that or the other well we breathe <laughs> your skin doesn't and um, we sleep your skin doesn't sleep and I kind of find it a bit irritating sometimes there's a there is a couple of brands that I won't mention who they are actually um partly because I know people that sell these products um so but that that try and use that as a marketing thing you know that your your skin you know while your skin is sleeping 
you know use this to repair um it's a bit insane it, isn't it like oh I'm sorry I'm sleeping so my entire skin's gone to sleep yeah so, yeah except but also your, your skin's an organ right it's it's your biggest organ yeah, your lungs don't go to sleep <laughs> <Can you imagine? laughs> okay sorry I fell too into too deep a sleep my lungs fell asleep <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, your legs, think, you might, your legs might fall asleep, you know, or yeah. your arms if you're. But it's yeah, not really maybe, asleep. Maybe when I, maybe when I get a palpitation, I feel like my heart's gone to sleep for a second. But you know, <laughs> generally speaking, this this doesn't happen. Um, so it does. I do get a little bit frustrated when I I hear people spouting that um and using it as a marketing thing. It's literally, you know, you you're, you've got an opportunity when you're not wearing your SPF and everything to treat and repair the skin. Mm. So that's where your thicker uh, creams come in. But anyway, that's just that's just something I I thought I'd mention. A little um, rant from Rach. A rant from yeah, rant from Rach. <laughs> I like that. I like that should be a thing. Stop the Sisters in Skincare podcast, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the rant from Rach time. We can have a little thing to you and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have that at like the end of every episode. <laughs> just, get, just getting carried away here. Um, so moisturisers that I really like. So Bobbi Brown um, Vitamin Rich Face Base. Um, I've only recently started using this on myself because I got it in a box that was a John Lewis um, Hannah Martin collaboration. Um, but I, it's something that I've used in my kit for the last few years. And everybody that I use it, I was like, oh, my God, that, that moisturiser smells amazing. And again, it's not about the smell, but that does help towards the experience of using it. Mm. Um, it is a I have, I have a weird mental block against the Bobby Brown stuff. I right. like. I used uh, the eye thing. We'll talk about it. I have used the eye. I got a sample of it, and it was fine. Okay. But mm. I don't know why. I just don't. Bobby Brown is makeup. It isn't skincare. It is. It is. And that's where I think my mental block is like, you rave about the products. I know Sarah's talked about a couple. I think she's mm. tried one or two. She also likes it. Yeah. Like, the I've cream, never yeah. heard anyone say anything bad about them, but I just mm. can't get behind it. <laughs> it's Stay it is in a weird your lane. One. But no, yes. I am joking. Please, uh, sarcasm, heavy sarcasm here. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just, it. I would never in a million years, if you'd like said, here's 50 pound budget, go and buy yourself uh, a moisturizer. Mm. Despite the fact that you've said it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. I just would just never think of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. I suppose maybe I'm looking at it from a makeup artist perspective because the Bobbi Brown, um, the vitamin rich face base is a fantastic moisturizer stroke primer because realistically when it comes to makeup, unless you have like particularly oily skin, you should be able to prime your skin for makeup with skincare. You don't, you know, like I say, primer for very oily skin would be something you know, potentially like silicone based or something mattifying. Yeah. But, you know, for, for most people, skincare is enough as a base for makeup. Um, and the vitamin rich face base is kind of like a all in one, if you like. So it really it does hydrate the skin and but it does give this nice sort of um feel to the skin that the 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 foundation that you then put over the top just it just works so it plumps the skin nicely I think I'm gonna have a a serious issue when I have to go back into an office and then like have to spend less than an hour doing skincare and makeup in the morning (laughs) (laughs) so I'm gonna have to put those right on top of each other and then makeup on straight afterwards I haven't had to do that for a year (laughs) 
<laughs> so maybe I'll have to be investing in the, the in that, yeah. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it's a really, and it's actually, this is where it's a very strange moisturiser because it's a very, very thick moisturiser. And actually, realistically, it's probably more along the texture of something I'd use at night. But it's bizarre because I wouldn't use this at night. It's a, I'm my head's completely conflicted between the texture and when when you should use it mm. um and also it is more suited to oilier skin types which again is completely counterintuitive because it's a thicker cream yeah. during the day but it works and they released a uh, water fresh cream which again is another one that i really really like and i think it's because it's a lighter cream so again where i've always been a case been um you know in case, uh, where i have always used a lighter moisturizer during the day and a heavy one at night the water fresh cream is a really lovely light um mm. it's almost like whipped kind of texture okay um, so that's a really nice one as well um clinique moisture surge it's got to be mentioned hasn't it i haven't <laughs> used it for probably near on a year but that's purely because i've had so many other moisturizers that i've been either trying or you know as part of the kit or whatever I can't tell you dear listeners the number of times I've had to say to Rach stop <laughs> buying moisture surge you have had the moisturizers please about. use them <laughs> she is actually completely correct um but the, the problem I don't I don't I don't think it's bad I just think you keep going, I've got 25 moisturizers. Well, stop buying giant sizes of freaking moisturizers. <laughs> yeah, but when you go through and an airport, you can use them. Like 200 mil pot for like 40 quid or whatever, you know? And then you, go through the, and then you go through an airport six months later and you can also purchase it then. I know, I know. See that? <laughs> yeah, but just think, last time I went through an airport, if I'd have done what I normally do and buy the bigger pots and through lockdown, I'd have been fine, wouldn't I? Oh, yeah, because you were so hard done by I didn't have any more. Oh, hang on a second. You had the entire stash that you had. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, it has enabled me to use up what I've got. Um, but that is one that without doubt I want to go back to. That said, that there could be a bit of competition, which I'll talk about Ooh. when it comes to Ooh. what I would like to try. So let's carry on with the ones that I have tried. Uh, natural moisturising factors, the ordinary, we've said you that's your go to. Yeah anyway yeah. isn't it um it's one that's in my kit it's one that's in um well actually i finished the one that was in my my own stash but like i say i've got plenty to, to actually use up it's a very good simple uh, it's funny isn't it because it's a simple moisturizer mm -hmm. but it's also he's has got good ingredients yeah if that makes sense so it is good for your skin but so anyway that's that's another on my tick list i'd say oh and walida skin food yeah which is an interesting one um it is isn't it it's obviously formulated the original one is formulated for drier skin types um and they do a lighter version the lighter version is the one that i used and i did use it up in fairness i, I used all of it and it is really good at kind of feeling like um you know like i described the zelens said uh, the zelens power d drops as like a comfort blanket for your face mm. that's kind of how i see walida as well because I think that's yeah I would it agree. doesn't kind of sink it doesn't really absorb completely if that makes sense no it, it creates um, like a little barrier doesn't it yeah, the external which, factors which for me was fine because even once I put SPF over the top when I went outside for a walk it was it still felt like it was protecting my skin or like had sealed everything in I have a um, feeling I couldn't say for sure but I think I only used mine at used it at night so Okay. I wasn't putting SPF or whatever on top of it. Yeah. But. 
I mean, it, it still worked, you know, it still, say it still worked. It still, um, like it didn't ball up or anything. It didn't pill when I put the SPF mm. over the top. It still worked, but it always left sort of a slight layer. So I have used it up. Would I use it again? Yes, probably, but realistically, probably more likely when it's colder weather. I think, yeah, if I was, if I didn't have what we've just bought recently, mm. but if I had like a damaged skin barrier and I was having issues, I would probably just go and buy that and give it a try for a few yeah. weeks to and calm it's, things down. It's something I've got in my kit. I've got both versions in my kit and that's basically purely for anyone I have that's got, you know, they'd have to have quite, you know, incredibly dry skin for me to use it. But of course, plenty of people do. Mm. Um, you know, so that is, I would, I, that's still on my like list, despite the fact that I'm not one for heavier creams. Yeah, I'd it say it's on a like list. list. It's mm. not on a holy grail list for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's all of my current like ones. Is there anything else you want to add to the like? Um, I don't believe so. Okay. I've talked There's about one... natural moisturising factors ad nauseum in this podcast. And <laughs> I am using one that I know you're about to mention. So I'll talk about it when you mention it. I'm about to mention is this on the want list yeah okay yeah I think I know which one it is and I've added <laughs> another one too um and if you, if you if the one that you're now thinking of is actually the one that I've thought of since the one that I'd originally thought of then I'm not going to be happy about this this is all very complicated <laughs> <laughs> the thing is we don't even share notes it's literally like yeah we make our own notes and then press play yeah, and well, press record you've got to do happens. it that way otherwise you just yeah re-having um, a discussion which is boring so. exactly um the one on my dislike list i think might be on your like list it's the oh, ren ever calm oh oh global day cream no, or was it just I, a I, it's a meh nothing to write home i didn't about. i didn't love it i didn't hate it it took too long to finish i know that i finished yours as well because you gave yeah me, you gave me yours yeah um it's, it's just fine. for me it's a bit too in fact in very in a very bizarre way it kind of reminds me of the Walida skin food light in the in terms of it's quite it is still quite a heavy day cream for me yeah it is um which as much as the Walida skin food light is still quite heavy and like say does leave like a this comfort blanket if you like so anyway I can describe it I found that the Wren didn't feel like a comfort blanket it just felt like I still had a layer of moisturizer on my face I do wonder if you had tried if you tried it again now because mm. I know when you tried it, and it was when you were having your love affair with Moisture Surge. Uh, and you were and that, used that was completely that extremely different. light, don't feel it, invisible kind of thing. Mm. And then you tried a cream, not a gel, shall we say. And that is a complete difference. Yeah. So I, I still, I, I don't think it's anything to write home about. Mm. Um. But, yeah, I do wonder if you'd have a different experience now that you've actually been using a cream on your face as opposed to a gel. I have to have a look at my um, – I'm trying to use up all my um, sample size things as well. So mm. it's highly likely I've got one somewhere. Um, and I'm going to put a general one out there now that isn't actually a brand. It's general moisturisers. And this isn't a dislike. This is just a mm, – I think they <laughs> lull people into a false sense of security sometimes – is moisturisers that contain SPF yeah because I have plenty of clients where they say to me um you know because the first thing I always ask anybody before I'm going to do their makeup or if I'm going to give them a bit of advice leading up to the wedding or whatever 
what's your current skincare routine? That's the first thing that I will ask anybody I'm about to put makeup on, because also, even if I'm only doing their makeup as a one off, I'd like to kind of help them out if they've got any skin issues as well. Mm. so and and yeah if somebody's very dry or very oily that will affect the makeup anyway won't it? exactly so. exactly so you know the when someone like plenty of people say to me oh I use face wipes and um I, I, I use a moisturizer you know I just use a day cream okay do you for one let's get rid of the face wipes well that's another discussion mm. um but do, you know do you use an SPF oh it's in my moisturizer and unfortunately they I mean <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It is better than nothing. Yeah. If if you've got to if you know if you've got to use it or you you, you find that you know um, I don't know for but let's even just say for budget reasons, especially in current times, that you need to just have a, a one and done product. It's better than nothing. But realistically, you're looking at moisturisers that have the SPF value of what 10, 15, 20, mm. perhaps. That's still not really enough, especially if you're using actives in your routine so if you're using acids if you're using tret anything like that you need to be wearing between a 30 especially and a 50. If, especially if you're using face wipes because the amount of alcohol you've just put oh, on your face yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even more so but so these these you know spf uh, the, the moisturizers that contain spf i mean i've bought um the beauty pie tinted spf and realistically i've bought it because i was looking for a tinted moisturizer so i would actually still be wearing spf I think mm, because mm. that's an SPF 20. I mean, to be fair, I'd probably chuck it on if I was walking the dog in the winter, perhaps, as in yeah. walking her around the block. But and also England. Yeah, yeah. But realistically, if you if you're going to re- try and rely on that SPF in your moisturiser, also you're going to need to be using quite a bit of the cream as well. I find it weird because I, I do understand that. There are differences, we'll talk about it next week, between physical sunscreen and mineral sunscreen. Mm. But you want your moisturiser to sink into your face, but how's it also then being an SPF? Exactly, because SPF is designed to sit on the top, hence why it needs well, to be moving with yeah, double cleansing. Again, it kind of depends which one, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah. it's just, a, it's a, let's not go into it too much, but yeah, I, I'll agree with Rach on this. It's, it's, it, like, it's just like a general... It's a good top-up, or it's a good, like, in addition to normal sunscreen. yeah. That as a complete replacement, especially if you live in a hot country, especially if it's midsummer and you're going to a barbecue, mm. whatever, it's not enough. No. And yeah. I just anyway, think it lulls people re- into a false sense of security that don't, you know, if you don't know anything about SPF, for example, yeah, you will pick that cream up, put it on, like say perhaps go out to a barbecue and then wonder why your face looks like the lobster that was on the barbecue. You know, yes. it's, it, yeah. Anyway, that that's just a bit of a, that's a Rachel's rant. We're, we're done. <laughs> um that's going to be my hashtag rachel's rant um yeah so that was the general one um is there any others that you don't like that you can think of um no i i genuinely think since i've found natural moisturizing factors that i just don't bother buying new ones i occasionally get them as like a kit thing or you get a sample of something or whatever mm. But nothing's been bad enough that it like stuck in my memory. I'm sure there've been samples of things I've tried that I didn't like, but they weren't like, oh my gosh, that was horrendous. <laughs> how wrong can you get a moisturizer for goodness sake? Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm an NMF girl for life. <laughs> well, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you have anything on your wish list? No. <laughs> no. Sorry. The one that we're talking about. Uh, 
it's not on my wish list because I'm using it, but I know it's on your to try list. Mm. Is the Dr. Dennis Gross C plus collagen deep cream? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've opened mine. I have used it for the past two or three nights. Can't remember. Mm. Three nights, I think. Um, it's good. It's a nice cream that I feel like it's good night cream. It, it just, I feel. I can still feel it on my skin when I go to bed, having put it on, say, half an hour before. Not like okay. it's going to end up all over my pillow, kind mm. of. Uh, it hasn't gone anywhere. Mm. But just like I feel like it's going to carry on working through the night. Mm. Um, the, in terms of the vitamin C element, we've talked about this. I just I can't see a brightening thing. I can't see a lightening. I can't see in a waking up looking 25. But, you know, how mm. much can you really expect from a night cream? <laughs> There's nothing else I can think of that I want to try. I'm sure I'm sure there's stuff I'm not thinking of. But what's on your what's on your well, lust list? My 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 lust list is um, I want to try the Sunday Riley Ice. Mm. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Mm. About because it's all the ceramides. <laughs> To, to do the joke that's so, so last week so that's so last week so last episode you know? yes. don't talk about I'm, that now Rachel. we've already mentioned that the first rule of podcasts is not to talk about podcasts <laughs> <laughs> how many movie references can we put in one thing um i think that would definitely be a night cream kind of thing that i would want to try I'm, I'm assuming so but i've seen people um so who i think um there's a couple of people i follow on instagram um that use it cannot think of their usernames off the top of my head but you know there's it's not I wouldn't say that they're like influencers as such so it's not like I've kind of been influenced into it by mm. you know whoever using it is it's I, I, I hate to use the word normal people but you know it's just people like you and I yeah using the cream and again it's not that it's necessarily um you know I mean a, a ceramide thing you wouldn't sort of expect to see like I don't know like saying like the vitamin C and, and brightening and stuff it's just that it's a nice moisturizer and that's what you're kind of looking for really something I think that's we've, hydrating we've, and we've used the word comfort a lot in this mm. podcast particularly talking about moisturizers and I think that is kind of what I like out of one yes yeah physically it's sealing something in or mm. things in but actually it just feels nice comforting yeah exactly exactly um there is actually one more that's on my uh, wish list mm. it's a similar price I believe I'd have to to check mill for mill if it is um to clinique moisture surge and it's the summer fridays cloud dew oil free gel cream oh okay now i saw this on caroline's instagram and the texture looks beautiful for starters which that is not a reason for me to buy a cream <laughs> however looking at what that texture looks like that's my kind of cream if you know what I mean that's how I'm yeah. looking at it not oh look that's a pretty which I actually might have been my comment um in fact my comment on her post was oh that texture looks lovely so yeah but what I'm saying is that's that's my kind of texture for for a moisturizer that that's what I would like to try um again it like kind of I mean literally if you if you were to look at the photo where it's a texture shot looking down into the pot you would potentially think it was moisture surge um so another reason why I want to try it not just because it looks lovely um but somebody I'm sure asked and I can't see the comment but I've I know that it's um true anyway is somebody said you know is this like another clinic moisture surge and she did actually say that it is but without silicone okay so I think it might be quite an interesting one to try so that's actually on my um list and that one is 39 pound for 50 mil 
so I think that's possibly similar to moisture surge pass I, I think, don't know what I think mid-30s price might be but anyway so that's that's definitely on my wish list for the sake of I want to compare it to um Clinique moisture surge that's why I want that's why yeah. I want to use it <laughs> but yeah so that's the ice and summer Fridays are the two that are on my last list we're talking about moisture surge and my experience for a little bit mm. I did I obviously have tried it it's a thing mm. but I think now it would be too light for my skin as in t- it, I need more moisture even with the reformulated version I, the idea of using a gel instead of a cream that's where I'm having the issue okay. with it personally. I think, again it's been years since I tried it maybe it's magical but I'd still want to put something <laughs> over it yeah no I know what you mean but I think with so with moisture surge for me I think I I, first, I started using it when there was two options um you had the moisture surge and the moisture surge intense the moisture surge intense probably would have been more something um that that you're talking about is mm. that it was it was thicker I obviously used the the gel formula because I wanted the thinner one but then they reformulated and only brought out one moisture surge um 72 hour hydrator I bizarrely I actually did notice a difference between because obviously I was using it all the time anyway yeah, yeah. when I bought the 72 hour one I did notice that it was so much more hydrating as a moisturizer my skin literally felt more like I'd kind of chucked a glass of water at it it was really hydrating but they didn't do the moisture surge intense now they do they've okay. sort of relaunched the intense version with the 72 hour hydrator so I don't I'm, maybe I'm it would be like a summer a thing for me. Yeah. yeah, maybe it would be a um, summer thing. Might be worth trying to try a sample of it. But it, it, yeah, it's just, you know, something something to consider. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, that's definitely one that's still on my list. It's just that, you know, as in I would go back to it, but mm. I want to try others. So yeah, Sunday, Sunday, no, Sunday Riley and Summer Fridays. Mouthful. That's, <laughs> those, are, those are mine. So is, is there anything else you would like to talk about when it comes to moisturisers, first of all, before I... I don't think so. Okay. So with moisturiser, again, one thing that some people will do and not realising you shouldn't is take it up and under the eye. That is a I big do. no-no. I do uh, that. You I don't. Do I do. I put moisturiser all friends. over my face. <laughs> no. Um, so with eye creams, um, you... The reason why we'd use a separate eye cream to a face moisturiser is because the skin under the eyes is 14 times thinner than the skin on the rest of your face. So, you know, with heavier creams and moisturisers and things, if you take them up and under the eyes, um, it's not really going to help in terms of, you know, potential irritation and puffiness under the eyes. Um, And also your moisturisers could contain ingredients that, you know, could be helping with certain skin issues that if you get them too close to the eye as well, they could, that could in itself cause irritation. Um, so, and also, although I'm talking about eye creams after moisturiser, this is completely not the point where you need to use an <laughs> eye cream. So Yeah, we sort of realised sort of realised we've done a little bit of wrong ordering here, but we're covering ourselves, please. Yeah. So Dear I listeners, suppose... do what we say, not what we do. <laughs> yeah, I suppose one of the reasons, though, we've, we've sort of brought eye creams up now while we're talking about moisturisers is because essentially you're, you're you know, you're still the skin that you're dealing with it to basically moisturize and hydrate so no you would not use your eye cream now but in terms of the podcast that's why we're talking about it now 
Eye cream is something that you would use um, either after you've done your cleansing or after you've used, um, uh, you know, your your toners, acid toners, hydrating toners, but before any serums or moisturisers. And the reason for that is that once you've used your serums, your moisturisers, they're going to contain things that are going to um, potentially stop the eye cream from being absorbed, especially if you're using quite a thin um, eye cream as well. Um, so that's going to have an effect on how well the eye cream is going to be absorbed. Now, I'll, I'll be totally honest here. I am terrible with eye cream. Mm-hmm. Like, actually remembering to put it on is a major win for me. <laughs> so I'm not too precious about when I actually do put it on. Mm. Uh, and as Rachel said, I know that when you're supposed to put it on, but sometimes I'm like digging around in my little bag of tricks. And I go, oh, I've already put my oil on. I haven't put my eye cream on. And mm. then I'll be like, well, it's better than nothing, right? <laughs> Just put my eye cream on or whatever. <laughs> so, yes, another case of do what we say, not what we do. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I will cop to the fact that because I don't remember to put it on all the time, mm. I kind of count it as a win when I do remember to put it on, even if it's in the wrong place. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, going back to a quote from Caroline Hirons is that she says that applying your eye cream last is like wearing your knickers over your trousers. But it's still good to wear your knickers, so let's go with it, right? (laughs) I think by the time you put your trousers on, there's just not really any point, is there? There's probably more to it. Oh, dear, this is going a completely different route. So basically, when it comes to eye cream, I mean, people seem to think that you're going to be able, I mean, maybe you can, don't get me wrong, I have not tried every eye cream out on the market. However, eye creams that I have tried, I can't say here's my holy grail eye cream because it does this, this, this and this. I... I with with my eyes I would say that I'm just looking for something that's going to hydrate them um if you can hydrate the skin under your eyes then that's going to help to plump out any fine lines so you know when it comes to anti-aging realistically if you if you can hydrate the skin as much as possible then that's only going to help with those signs of aging around the eyes surely yeah um so that's more what I'm looking for so if I can use an eye cream and say my eyes actually feel you know more hydrated then to me, it's going to be on my like list. Um, mm, if I've here. applied it and it doesn't really feel any different, then obviously it's not going to be on my like list. So with the eye creams that I use, again, I'm just looking for something that's hydrating. Um, you're not, there's not really a lot of eye creams that I've seen. I don't know if you've seen anything just on the market that kind of will fix, you know, issues going on around the eyes, if you know what I mean. But if you can hydrate the eye area and then as a makeup artist, I'm literally saying put on some colour corrector and concealer and your eyes are going to look healthier, brighter. It can, it can kind of mask what's going on in your yeah, I eye think area. I have a suspicion we've had this discussion on this podcast before, you know, in terms of eye creams and whatnot. Mm. But, yeah, I think <sighs> hydrating good, yes. Uh, there are a couple of caffeine or de-puffy kind mm. of eye creams on the market. I don't get puffy eyes but I do use caffeine eye cream because I got it in a kit so I use it <laughs> um but yeah I'm not looking for that specifically but yeah mm. I think keeping them well hydrated is kind of the key thing the other thing I was going to say bit of a top tip wear sunglasses yes good point okay <laughs> uh, good preferably, point. preferably polarizing blah blah yep. blah all of that but yep. any sunglasses will help you to stop Squinting, which will Mm. help you with With the lines. The lines. The other thing I was going to mention was, we were talking about eye creams, right? 
Am I going crazy here, Rach? But when you were growing up, like, obviously you weren't wearing eye cream, but your mum probably was. Mm. Weren't eye creams heavier than normal moisturisers because you needed, in inverted brackets, more moisture around your eyes? Oh, I don't know. I'm fairly certain that they used to be heavier moisturisers than moisturisers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I making any sense here? Yeah, I don't know, though. Like, I'm pretty sure I heard it spouted off for that, like, you need more moisturisation around your eye because the, the skin is so thin it loses moisture faster, blah, blah, blah. So I wonder when that changed. It's a bit of a weird oh. thing. Yeah, but so, I'm sure, like, eye cream, I can't even think of a brand or anything, but I'm sure it used to be, like, because it obviously came in a smaller part that so was, like, mm. six times the price. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but I'm sure it was, like, heavier moisturisers. There were more... The thing is, though, I don't know about sort of in general terms, and I've got no idea what, I mean, my mum's always used Estee Lauder as far as I know, but, you know, I don't know Mm. what cream she'd have used. But it's funny you say that because there's a lot of creams, um, although maybe I'm just seeing this as I get older, I don't know, but I've always kind of just wanted something, um, yes, hydrating, but quite light. And I've always associated with light creams are going to go better under makeup than heavier creams. And I don't want anything that's going to build up under my eye and, and so on. Oh, I, th- but, I thought of one. That Kiehl's avocado cream is oh, yeah. super heavy. That is very thick. And the one that I was going to, and this, the one that I was going to say about it is that probably even heavier than that is um, the Bobbi Brown Extra Repair Eye Cream. Um, mm. It's really bizarre because I've only used it. Um, I had because I, I get quite dry eyes anyway, as in my actual eyeball, I, I get dry eyes. Mm. And but what I get is like. Um, on the outer I don't know why I'm actually showing you on my face because you can't see me but I do this all all the time um is that in the very outer corner of my eyes the skin goes um like almost not eczema like but very very dry um so I I had that from an eye cream but I fixed it with a Bobbi Brown eye cream and really? it hasn't happened again so oh that's interesting the, the that is actually that's what I was going to say is that the Bobbi Brown extra repair eye cream is the one that has sorted mm. that out but it's very weird because um I'm finding that even with heavier eye creams as long as it's got a smooth texture to it and it absorbs nicely concealer sits beautifully probably even more beautifully than if I use a thinner eye cream mm. um like for example today I've used the Curel um eye zone something or other um uh, which is a very thin gel like uh texture um just a nice hydrating day cream nothing uh, sorry uh, eye cream and nothing major but seems seems quite nice and light to use which was the, the point I wanted something light however when I then did my makeup this afternoon when I went to put my concealer on it went a bit funny on the inner corners so I've got no idea if that's linked but that's something that I'm going to look at however when I use the extra pair eye cream which I'm not being funny it is the consistency of pseudocreme that's mm. how thick this stuff is. I've used that and thought there's no way concealer is going to sit over that. <laughs> and it was amazing. It's probably the best that my concealers looked because I, you know, obviously really hydrated the skin. So, yeah, I mean, really bizarre. I, again, I think I've talked about it on the podcast, so I won't go into too much detail, but I used the Body Shop gel. I think it's the aloe one. It's just like it's literally it's unscented. It's like uncolored. a clear gel. It's clear gel. Yeah, I, I use that, and it. I think they did a rose one. It dried my eyes out. Yeah, so bad. 
Yeah. So bad. I think I've never used an amazing eye cream, but I can tell you for sure I've used a terrible one. And yeah. that's it. Um, so when that happened, I then went to John Lewis, I think, near work. Mm. And I went around all the counters looking for samples. And that's where I tried the Bobby Brown one, mm. which is why I said earlier that I have tried it, but I wouldn't think to try it. And mm. I used the sample, probably two or three days worth of stuff, mm. and it was fixed. And yeah. I... Now and I've never had that problem reoccur. So mm. it was a very positive experience with the Bobby Brown. Again, I still I think because of the price I think of it. Mm. and the fact that I never see miraculous results mm. in an eye cream, I can't mm. I can't be bothered to pay that. But if I got the dry eye thing again, that's my first that would be my first stop. The most economical, no, the cheapest eye cream I've ever tried, that was fine. Mm. is the CeraVe one. I think I mentioned it last week. That's so last yeah, week. Yeah, I've tried that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so last episode. But yeah, it was £7 or something. It's a tube. It's probably a 15ml tube. It mm. did what it said on the tin. It moisturised. It was fine. Mm. And for £7 for an eye cream, that's pretty much unheard of, isn't it? Because eye creams are always 25 times the price of oh, everything yeah. else. Oh, yeah. They are so much more expensive. I mean, the I, I wouldn't be able to, to list off the price of the current eye cream that I'm using because I'm not sure how much it is but um the vitamin enriched face base by Bobby Brown that I was saying about they now mm. do that in an eye base which okay. is again lovely and thick and you know moisturizing um it's funny because um a thick moisturizer a, a thick eye cream is not something that I would have thought would be good given that I'm saying you shouldn't use moisturizer under the eyes but I guess even though it's a thicker formula it's still formulated for the under eye area so the ingredients are going to be different they're going to be mm. um you know appropriate for the delicate skin I think that's what it is isn't it it's it's formula is king in this it's like the yeah. same discussion let's not open that bag of worms again the niacinamide of vitamin c thing mm. you and me are probably both about to use a serum that has both in it mm. but apparently you're not supposed to use them together well, exactly. it's just it's about what's <laughs> in the formula so uh, mm. I still think a lot of companies eye cream is a con a little bit Mm. mostly in terms of it's not it can't cost 25 times the price of their other moisturizer so I don't mm. think it should be as expensive as it is mm. I don't think the entire concept of eye cream is a con I think the price of it is though see there was something um I think I've sort of slightly mentioned this um previously but there was something that I saw years and years ago that unfortunately I can't find any information on it to back this up but something that put me off using heavy eye or heavy moisturizers under the eye should I say is watching a program where it's talking about um eye bags and you know sort of puffiness under the eyes and someone was having I guess surgical eye lift of some description and when they I I know I shouldn't get I won't get too graphic but when they were doing what they need to do to do that the stuff that was there there was a mention about eye creams now I cannot remember exactly what the you know like what the show was or what the you know mm-hmm. uh what the what the context of it was but there was something to do with using moisturizer under your eyes and linking it with this and it just put me off I don't know <laughs> what the well a I, I would never have watched that show because if it had said <laughs> it, I wasn't watching it but b mm. yeah I, when you see stuff like that even if you remember it wrong or whatever mm. uh, we're still it's like no and Honestly, 
I do use my moisture. I don't use it as an eye cream, but I don't, I'm not discriminating about where I put it. Let's mm. put it that way. I put it on my face and then I rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't particularly avoid any areas. Mm. Maybe if I had a retinol create um moisturizer i would do that mm-hmm. because obviously you don't want to get that too close to your eyes Unless. or on your lips or anything like that yeah. so for those type of moisturizers where i know it's like a super active mm. then that i would different. avoid it but mm. i mean nmf to be fair is probably absolutely fine under the eyes anyway isn't it yeah yeah ingredients I mean, wise yeah i just i'm not that fussy about where i put it on my face mm. let's put it that way <laughs> Well, in in terms of other ones um, that I've mm. used or am using or whatever, like say I've got the Bobbi Brown um, eye base, the Clinique All About Eyes is a really sort of nice, again, I'm using the same words, but hydrating, moisturising um, cream to use under the eyes. That's really nice. I think um, I used that when I was a teen slash young adult, mm. only because it used to come in a lot of like the – Clinique gift with purchases. Yes, it would always be in that. <laughs> and then my mum didn't use them, so it would be like, oh, mum, can I have that? And then, <laughs> and then I'd use an eye cream, and I'd feel so grown up about it. <laughs> well, the other, the other I one probably I'm had really... like you know the bounciest skin in the world, and absolutely did not need an eye cream. When you were so teenager, grown up putting it, it on. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other, the other one that I, I really like it but I just not bought a full size of it because again, price and all the rest of it is the advanced night repair eye. Um, that is actually a really, really nice um, nighttime eye gel, if you like. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I, that, what I would say is that is something I would buy if I had that amount to spend on an eye cream. Um, equally, I have just bought the Medicaid um, retinol eye. Something. Okay. Yeah can't remember the exact title a uh, very small bottle and literally it's just a serum um and the thing is you know you, you you can get targeted serums like this like i say this is a retinol one um but you can get one so um what's the there was one by niod uh the fractionated eye contour oh. concentrate is it fecc yeah i know it's fecc it's that's all i know um, that i mean that's something that again you can use that and then you can pop an eye cream over the top um a bit like you layer your serums and your skincare for the rest of your face um but yeah the I'm quite taken by the extra repair eye cream at the moment I'm not 100% sure why because like I say it has the texture of pseudocreme <laughs> but it just seems to work really nicely um and there is actually one product that I completely forgot to mention I can't believe I forgot to mention this I think you kind of mentioned it in passing but we certainly didn't talk about it was going back to the moisturizers and the night creams formula absolute sleep cream oh yeah yeah i know kind of the name was dropped but we didn't really talk about it that is one of my absolutely absolute favorite (laughs) night creams ever it's got niacinamide as one of the top ingredients you put it i mean it's advertised as being like eight hours sleep in a cream basically isn't it it makes you look like you've had eight hours sleep but yeah there's no real eye creams that i dislike um like i say that there's just none that wow stand out necessarily um those are just ones that i like i don't really have any on my wish list so is there any on yours um i'm just finishing up the incubus caffeine eye cream i think i said earlier it's an eye cream Mm. i don't find it does anything but it moisturizes so i use it as and when i remember to Mm. um 
What's the other one? I am also currently using from the the box of goodness or the kit of goodness, mm-hmm. the Jordan Samuel, the performance eye gel. Mm-hmm. Very super light, light, mm. light, light, kind of, as it says, it's a gel. Mm-hmm. It moisturizes. Mm-hmm. Fine. Does what it says on the tin. Yep. And I have got in my stash a Beauty Pie Retinol eye cream, mm-hmm. which I... Again, it's one of those, I really like it, but mm-hmm. I like it based on what it should do, not anything that I see it doing. Okay, yeah. In that it's retinol, so it's going to be anti-aging, and eyes and anti-aging mm. are like the perfect combo. Mm-hmm. But I can't actually see it making any difference, mm. but hopefully it is doing its thing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and again, if for me, it's six or seven pounds, sorry, I should do the research I should know this it's six or seven pounds it's not a stupid price for an eye cream mm. and it's got retinol which in like it. say a lot of them are and it's a, like a pump thing um so product you know exposing to air and all that so I can't mm. like that in, in an eye cream especially if you're going to take forever to finish it mm-hmm. which I do mm. so yeah I like that but that's that, that's me mm. Sounds good. So I think that's I think that's all of uh, our topics exhausted today, isn't it? Yes. That is the podcast for today. Thank you for listening and thank you for uh, listening to us. Not rant, although we've got <laughs> new hashtag Rachel's rant. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> last season was Jess's rant. Mm. <laughs> this season is Rachel's rant. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks for listening to us talk about moisturizers, oils and eye creams. <laughs> And next week or next episode is probably not going to be next week because we're not that organized. Mm. Um, we're going to be talking about sun protection factor. So mm-hmm. do come back for that because we probably will get very preachy and ranty in that one. Mm. And it will probably be quite interesting. So and by the time you've listened to it, you will be going out and getting an SPF. <laughs> so thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. But do check us out on all of our social medias. Sisters in Skincare podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. The show notes will also have the link to mine and Rachel's Instagram, our personal accounts. Mm-hmm. So you can come say hi there yeah. and give us a wave. And uh, yeah, thanks very much. Bye. Bye.